It's your girl Kales and you're listening to Pursue Her. The journey of motherhood can be challenging, but who said you had to go on that journey alone? Welcome to a judgment-free zone where you can learn tips and strategies to effectively navigate the journey of motherhood. As a mother of four boys, current educator of 13 years and certified life coach, it is my pleasure to guide you through this journey as you pursue to be heroic, empowered, and resilient as a mother. Oh yeah, you're in the right place and it's time for a little talk. Hello moms out there. You know, today we are going to start a series of episodes which are going to deal with mental health in our children. As an educator and mental health designee for many years at different schools over the course of those years, I have heard some kids' deepest and scariest thoughts. To hear children say they don't want to live anymore, to hear children tell me their plan on how they want to kill themselves, for children to admit and show cuts on their arms, to hear children talk about the panic attacks or the inability to be able to control their worry, to hear children talk about being depressed and not wanting to do anything, to also hear kids talk about their sexual preference and identity and scared they won't be accepted. To hear kids share their concerns about what they see and hear at home from their parents as well. Now, ladies, I've had many days where it's been hard to keep my tears from coming down my face with the students in my office. Now, what I've already shared is quite troubling. But the most troubling thing that I have heard is that most of those children believe in their heart. They cannot talk to their parents about their thoughts. So many kids are carrying the weight of so many things and they are afraid to talk to their parents. They're afraid that their parents won't love them. They're afraid that their parents won't validate how they feel. They're afraid that their parents are going to tell them that they're wrong and that they're only saying certain things for attention. Now, you have some children who don't want to be a burden on their parents as well. They see that their parents are either dealing with divorce, financial issues, job problems, and they don't want to be another quote-unquote problem for their parents. So before we go any deeper into more resources to help our children deal with different issues, it is first imperative that we discuss the importance of creating a safe space for our children. So some of you may wonder, well, why do they feel so comfortable talking to you about their concerns? Now, to be completely honest, I have been very intentional in my approach when talking to students. While they are children, I look at them as a person with their own identity. Just because they are a child, it doesn't mean they don't have problems on their level. I've learned how to validate how they feel. I don't tell them their thoughts are wrong. I don't tell them what they should do. Instead, I tell them their feelings are their feelings and it's okay to feel a certain way, but let's come up with a plan together to create a resolve. What is a better way or a healthy way to deal with the feeling or their emotion? I use more questioning with them instead of chastising or making statements or even correcting them. Most of the time through questioning, I am able to reason with them that their way of thinking or addressing the situation can be more efficient, but it's through my strategic questioning where they come to that realization on their own. It's not me just telling them what to do. 
Now, if we were to take a, a moment and look at research such as Sigmund Freud, the founder of psychoanalysis with id, ego, superego, as well as Erickson's theory of psychosocial development, which deals with the psychosocial stages that humans go through. Each of these research models are broken down by ages. When you look at this type of research and gather and compare and contrast the data and information, you learn that there comes a part in your child's life where their peer influences will be greater than what their parents say. That is typically around the middle school age frame. I remember learning about this in college and making a mental note to myself that I need to make sure I use my influence with my children um, when they are younger to try to establish character, moral ethics, understanding of positive and negative consequences, because I knew the time frame would come where my influence or my words would not have as much impact as their peers. I also implemented spiritual aspects as far as prayer and scriptures, such as train up a child in the way they should go, and when he is old, he will not depart, and I combined all of these different strategies together. I've had kids over the years from as young as third grade all the way up to eighth grade open up to me and even higher and higher grade levels in high school open up to me about wanting uh, to die. Now, that's a feeling you can't shake no matter how many times it happens. The more I experience those moments, the more it makes me self-reflect and see how I respond to my children when they try to open up to me. I really want you to self-reflect and ask yourself. How often do you intentionally ask your child how they are feeling? When is the last time you asked your child how are things going with their friends? When is the last time you asked your child what do they think about your parenting skills? I know some people have the approach that they are the parent and what they say goes, but what's wrong with getting your child's opinion? If your child can learn the power of their voice while being home, can you only imagine what that would do for them when they get into society? Home is the first place where students and children learn character, how to be a leader, how to speak up for themselves, how to treat people. We must equip our children to be successful in society. We can't just rely on the school to do that. Let your child know that they can share how they feel, but also teaching them that they must be mindful of how they say what they say. You may not like your children's, their truth or their perspective, but don't you want to know what their perspective is? So many kids truly can't stand their parents. I'm just going to be completely honest. And I'm not talking about just because their parents make them do chores or do homework. Those are my new things. So many kids truly believe that their parents don't like them or their parents put too much pressure on them. So many kids truly believe they are alone when they go home. Now, as parents, we can be tough on our kids because we want the best. We have experienced the real world and we want to prevent our children from experiencing certain things. When kids tell me their stories and their perspective, I do try to speak up for parents because I can tell most of the times that the parent that the child is referring to, they love their child. It's just their delivery that is really negatively impacting their overall message. Parents, we must realize that our kids think we have it all together when in fact we are learning how to be parents while we are parenting them. We are also dealing with our own personal issues, our deeper issues, trauma, marriages, friendships, and just life in general. 
our kids don't realize that we lash out at them sometimes simply because we are stressed at work or we lash out at them because something is going on in the marriage. No, they don't need to know all the details of everything we carry as adults, but let's try our best to create a safe space for our children so we can establish a healthy communication, a communicative relationship with our children. So here's a little moment of transparency for me. My children call me Beauty and the Beast. So there's a sweet, soft side to me, but there's another side of me where I can get quite, as they say, beastly um, in their terms. Now, moms, you know that place where you've asked your children to clean their room for the hundredth time. You've asked them very nicely the other 99 times, but it's only that hundredth time when you raise your voice that they actually get up and clean. That's the beast that they are referring to. Now, my nine-year-old is the one that identifies it the most. He can see it on my face when I'm about to go there. So what he does is he normally tells his brothers, Hey guys, the beast is about to come. Everybody, please do your chores before it comes out. At that point, all I can do is laugh. But it also is a reminder for me to stay calm. I've given him permission to call me out when I do it because I want to do better in that area. It's not their fault if I'm having a bad day or if things are going on at work or job or finances. I have to be intentional to make sure that I don't leash that out on them. So I eventually got to the place where I noticed my oldest son would just tell me what he thinks I wanted to hear. I had to stop myself and realize I needed to do better in this area with my children. So we set up rules and I modeled with them how they can share their true feelings. This includes even if they don't understand something I did, such as a punishment, or if they think something is not fair. Because I want to know how they really feel. When children learn to suppress their feelings, they're going to also suppress their feelings in their future relationships or relationships with their peers. And I want to be able to role play or model for them what it means and how they should show their emotions and how they can express their feelings. If you haven't done well in this area, the first thing that you need to do to correct this area is talk to your child and simply say sorry. Tell them, I'm sorry I've been kind of snappy or going off lately. I've had a lot of things going on that I haven't shared with you and it wasn't right for me to take it out on you. I really want us to work on our relationship so you can feel comfortable talking to me about your feelings. That's an example of something you can do. Now, if you're one and you find yourself raising your voice a lot, another strategy you can try is whispering. I know that sounds weird, but it helps you not get so worked up, keeps your blood pressure down and keeps your stress level down. I remember when I tried that at one time and my kids were more nervous than they were when I would raise my voice. It showed my children that I was trying. So basically what it is, is the moments when they say the beast will come out, instead of me, you know, raising my voice, I would literally whisper. And it, for one, I was trying to help myself stay calm. I was trying to watch my tone. Not, you know, and things of that nature. I'm just giving you... It worked though. My point came across very effectively and they did what they needed to do. I wasn't angry and they could see again, like I said, they were seeing that I was trying. Now, here's another example. Maybe you have just been really tough on your child. One thing that you can do is follow up those tough conversations with an explanation of why you are so tough on that child. 
My oldest child makes me so worried at times. He is soon to go to college and I want to make sure he can advocate for himself effectively, carry himself the right way in public and in front of others, that he knows how to properly code switch depending on what crowd of people he is in. I had to learn to explain to him why I stay on him about being efficient with time management, why it is important to know how to articulate correctly and how to speak his feelings effectively. I'm raising someone's future husband. I'm raising a young black man who will be in a world where they probably, the, well, the probability of him being racially profiled because of his skin color is very high. I've had to be transparent with him and opened up about my fears for him and explain my reasoning behind why I approach him the way I do when I come at him sometimes. It now makes sense to him, but I've also worked on my approach. Parents, take the time to talk to your children. I sit and I talk with my seven-year-old. Don't wait until they become teenagers. Start as early as possible while you have more influence over them. For those who have waited, you may think it's too late, but it's never too late. It may take more work and intentionality, but try it anyway. Let's learn how to create a safe space for our children to feel comfortable to express themselves while also teaching them how to effectively articulate how they feel. Thanks for joining us this week on Pursue Her. Make sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, at KB Consulting for Her for some additional tips and support. If you love the show, please make sure to leave a review. It's time to pursue her, being heroic, empowered, and resilient as mothers. Talk to you soon.